Try not to be walking around or risk getting kicked in the face. This is Hawkeye on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rides, you're going to beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Sticker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. Uh, with me are Sam and Jackie. We've got a big show, so I'm going fast. Super fast. Super fast. Zoom. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hello to the listeners. We should also mention that uh, pre-holiday funk right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm already on my second red beer, and when I say uh, second, I'm knocking over two by fours. So Nice. Jackie, what you drinking? Uh, I've got a white Russian. Nice. And uh, I just started it. I'm about a quarter way down. I've, and of course, I make mine in huge glasses, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm already feeling it. Wow, good stuff. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a, a, a what's that called? Where you re-energize the previous day's drunk, so you get drunk again faster because you're it, drinking two days in a row. It's called borrowing from next week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been... I'm having so much fun that I've borrowed consciousness and productivity. Through Wednesday at this point, mm. yeah. Um, uh, I have also been drinking since Wednesday. No, that's not what I mean. I've been mean, drinking so much in the last two days that I'm going to be worthless until Wednesday. Yeah, see, I've spent the last twenty years drinking so much that I think I've just borrowed the last twenty years of my life. Mm. Like that's you know how they say if you smoke a cigarette, it takes fifteen minutes off. I'm about twenty years sure. off of uh, my lifespan. Oh They're fuck like, it! Do you really want to live that long? I mean, not to be a dick. If I was drunk, I would. Well, I don't want to be an old person that can't walk around and shit. If you're, if you're drunk, drunk, what does it matter? Fine, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. That's 20 years less of me being drunk. Mm, so I'm not willing to quit. Here's two dead livers. Uh, we need to get going on this. We have got a chalk show full. Uh, chalk show full. full I just want to say, before we get into this, uh-huh, uh-huh. this movie is extremely racist. Yes, it is. And so if those things come out, I am not a racist. That is what the movie it said. Is, we are only depicting the spirit of the film, not our own beliefs. Right. Uh, Hawkeye from 1988, starring... George Chung. George Chung, who is a guy. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Jeffries, I believe, is the other guy. He is the other guy. It's not Eddie Murphy, believe it or not. That was really weird. It's uncanny. Yeah. Like, people do impressions of Eddie Murphy, and it's mostly his dumb laugh. <laughs> but <laughs> that style of Axel Foley fast-talking and even the, like, I, in particular, I'm thinking of one scene where they bust into a mobster's uh, hotel room, basically, and he's throwing guff at them about cleaning the place up like they are the ones that came in busted up all the shit and like man get a housekeeper clean this shit up mm-hmm. it is so axel foley that's not even an eddie murphy impression it's an axel foley impression it is an axel foley impression but it's the best one that's ever been it's done. the best one that's ever been done if you the first time i watched this i believe i watched it with friend of the program roman and uh one of our other friends mark and I think in the middle of it, we were doing this thing where it's like, 
Close your eyes. You just close your eyes and listen to him. It's Eddie Murphy. It's fucking it's Eddie Axel Murphy. Foley. You you can't tell the difference. The you voice cannot. is spot on. The the vocal inflection, the tones, the the pace, uh, anything that involves speaking is that. And if it was accidental, that would make sense because no one has ever done an impersonation of anyone as good as this guy's doing Axel Foley. Right. Absolutely. So he ha- it has to be on accident. Like he just actually is Axel Foley. Man, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, Jackie, this is your first tour of Hawkeye. Uh, other than your disclaimer of blatant racism from all sides, it should be noted. I just want to say that at first I thought this movie was about Hawkeye, who was in the Avengers. Right, it is not that. <laughs> it is not that. And uh, I was like, okay. It's not even about a guy with hawk eyes. No. Because it's pretty clear that Hawkeye can't see shit. No, I don't think he opened his eyes once during this film. He makes poopy face the entire movie because he's so, like, everything is lame. He's he's 16-year-old alternative teenager, the cop. Yeah. This is lame. Being a cop is lame. Everything's Dude, lame. he needed a pair of sunglasses so bad during filming. That's what it looked like. Like, he was constantly fighting the sun that right. was in his eyes. Right. And I was like, I know that that... He's squinting because He's it's squinting. so bright outside. And Not, it's awful. Yeah, and in certain scenes, because it's so bright outside, he tried to sneak in sunglasses. And they said, take them off. And... uh so if he's being shot from behind sometimes, he's just wearing sunglasses because it's so bright outside. Why can't in Vegas. he wear sunglasses? I don't know. Give him well, sunglasses. It's mean. It's actually it's torture. In a budget production, you if if you've made a couple of them, you really don't want to allow sunglasses. Why? Because the camera will reflect well, right yeah, into the fucking true. sunglasses. If you're an idiot and can't shoot it. Shoot an around angle. it. Right. That's the problem, is that you're just adding another problem to an already problematic situation. I guess it, we're calling don't be an idiot but if you really think about it uh we praise we just got done praising the art direction and the cinematography in star wars a new hope darth vader his reflective eyeballs the camera's in it all the goddamn time so even if you're making arguably the most important film in history you can't get those camera guys out of there <laughs> no they just show up <laughs> stage lights all of it that's where yeah it took me one time when we were doing the children's show I had drawn the shot on the storyboard, and it was going to be one of those where it was a one side of the third. There's this kid wearing aviators, mm-hmm. and we're looking past him, and we're going to do a rack focus to the well, other hold kid. Hold on. Was his name Lionel, by chance? It was not Lionel. <laughs> um, we're going to do a rack focus to this other kid, and the whole scene was dialogue using a rack focus back and forth between the two. And it took like 20 minutes to set the shot up to get it to way that look, the way that it needed to look without getting me in the sunglasses. So, yeah, you just don't let them shoot with sunglasses. Yeah. Well, and who gives a shit anyway? It's not like the boom mics weren't in the shots here There's and there. some booms that yeah. show up here. <laughs> with yeah. this one, I think you let them wear the sunglasses. I think you let them wear the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, you're like, well, maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe they should unionize and, like, go on strike. Sunglasses, the policy. We're allowed to do whatever with our fucking eyeballs. Well, he's, the problem is, is that he's the director and the executive producer. Yeah, so it's on him. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy then. <laughs> Uh, what else we got on Hawkeye? Anything? Not a lot. I mean, yeah. so this is the second in a series of movies that he and Leo, actor Leo Fong, who's done a lot more stuff than him, mm-hmm. but he was sort of the uh, guy that got these movies off the ground, and uh, the one that they had done previously had um, 
Richard Norton and Cynthia Rothrock Which, in it. Yeah, that's a great combo. Yeah, that has to be hot shit. And that's got to be Cynthia Rothrock really early on mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the forms of karate Cynthia Rothrock business. Yeah, where she's got... Man, that woman, she just is two different people, I swear to God. her The way she aged. She, I think she got a face transplant. Maybe. Uh, There's also, you know, you can look at this as the front end of when Vegas decided it wants to make movies as well. Yes, absolutely. 88, so they're like, shit, we got all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just as close. Mm-hmm. We're out here getting drunk every weekend anyway. Right. And that's where you see some of these actors like Leo Fong going, shit, let's, uh, if we hit on red, let's make a movie this weekend. Yeah. Or Why we'll not? get uh, we'll get uh, Steve Wynn to produce something, and uh, if it's crap, he'll bury us in the desert. Sure, I mean I it's right there. A little bit before Wynn was he, Wynn was still playing cards. At when, this point. when you fuck up a movie in L.A., you have to drive a lot farther to bury the people who fucked it up. You, yeah, because you, you got to bury them out, you know, outside of Las Vegas. But you're just in Las Vegas right now. You just bury them right there. You just throw them in the ocean in yeah. L.A. Well, that's true. But then they float up in Long Beach. The problem is, is the traffic so bad you can get to vegas as fast as you can get to the fucking beach right from la and, and then when they float up in in long beach people just think they're homeless people and step on them anyway so yeah you know uh plus you know avoid the bums and the dead bodies and the dirty needles when you're putting a body in the trunk of a celebrity that's not airtight and you're going to be stuck on the i-5 in the heat it's mm. going to smell it's in gonna there smell oh, and no if you thanks. get cop stopped by the cops they're going to be like what's that smell and you say it's chicken and but if you get caught by the cops in in Vegas, you say it's a dead body, and they're like, "Oh, okay, proceed." They're like, "Oh, you got to get that out to the desert, yeah, Mary. Hurry up, man. That's it's gonna, gonna start stink. It's already stinks. Yeah. What are you guys fucking new at this? Uh, Jesus. Sorry, sorry. Hey, it's Monday. It's, it's Monday. Monday. What do you want from me? I'm walking here. I don't know why they're New Yorkers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Uh, what, what's that? What about George Chung? Is he, cause he, it seems very similar to a lot of the, the karate guys in the eighties. They were karate guys and we're like, well, we can make shitty movies too. Yeah. Was he a karate guy? He is a karate guy okay. and he's friends with Leo Fong and he just never took off because probably because we're all racist and he really wanted to put on this Western persona mm-hmm. and it, it seems like throughout his films, he which, kind of which, did. Uh, which Philip Ray did to a degree in yeah. the best of the best series. And, and there was four of those. So yeah. Yeah. But he can't, he doesn't pull off the cowboy because he sometimes tries to talk like he has a Texas drawl mm-hmm. and it's sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. Well, here's the deal. I think Jack, he likes the clothing. He's not a very good actor. He's not. I, I think he likes the clothing because he talks about having, uh, Tony Lorer, um, Lorenzo Boots. Tony Lorenzo Boots. Um, what didn't he play tight end for the uh, Seahawks? Tony and, Lorenzo. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, okay. Tony Lorenzo was the guy that made that ravioli that was so good. Oh man. Oh. He was well, way I... better than Franco American. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think his name was Tony Lorenzo, Jackie, but he wears Tony Llama. Boots. Okay. Tony Llama does Tony make Lama. boots. Yeah. And those boots are super expensive. Huh. And. Uh, I just think that it was weird that he knew shit. Well, he mentioned it in the film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, they're going to get a llama up their butt or something like that. And I was like, he's talking about Tony llama boots. He's wearing them too. Yeah. Like got... you don't kick somebody with Tony llama boots on. Those things are like three, $400 and to, for a uh, cheap pair. Yeah, you don't want to get someone's poo on them. Also to speak to the costumes of the film or the uh, clothes that people wear in the movie that are probably their own. Probably their own. Didn't it seem like George Chung was uh, probably every 10 minutes going, we need to get another guess what, guess butt shot of guess me. Guess what, guess butt, yep. He was he was 
flaunting the guest jeans, he, and he made sure to turn around in at least 45% of the shots. He was Jean-Claude Van Damme level of get my butt on camera. Yes. Dude, he did a butt shake in the middle of a hallway. That is correct. Yeah. No, he likes his butt. And, you know, which is surprising that he had guest jeans on because you would think with the cowboy in, persona that he was trying to get with, he would have had Wranglers. No, Wranglers weren't a thing until the 90s. Cowboys actually wore Levi's. Yeah, they did. Ah. That's why the 501, they actually have a boot cut version. Yeah. Uh, but it was 1988, Jackie, and I believe uh, you were required by uh, federal law to wear guest jeans. So, you know, he didn't want to go to jail or end up in the back of a trunk and be smelly. Well, what I loved is that they probably were smelly anyway mm -hmm. because they didn't change outfits the entire <laughs> <not>. movie. <laughs> but they could have also shot it like in like 90 minutes, the length of the they movie. Went One take it. To uh, Harris, and they were like, if it hits red, we're making a movie this weekend. Right, I'm right. going to keep bringing that up because I'm pretty sure that's what happened here. I'm pretty here. sure that's what happened here. Uh, are you guys ready to get into it? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. The movie starts out. By telling you exactly what you're you're about to see, he goes up to a guy who's gambling, who is not a part of the film, uh, has no part of the plot, not, never appears again. He's like, "Hey, I'm uh, Hawkeye, uh, Detective Hakamoto. Uh, my friends call me Hawkeye." And he's like, "The guy that's gambling is like, fuck you!" And Hawkeye just kicks him straight in the face and then looks at the camera and goes, "I'm awesome." Yeah. He goes, "Well, he he gives his full name, right?" And then he's like, "And my friends call me something else." And then it, it goes right to the credit, or right to the, the title of the movie. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. He just kicks some rando in the face. Mm -hmm. Like, at the the very, without breaking camera, in one, the first cut of the film is him kicking some random guy in the face. And it's in the same exact, it's, the, it's at the same exact roulette table as the last shot in the movie, too. Which is probably their uh, good luck roulette table. Uh, that they actually hit red on and decided to make this movie. Correct. I'm just saying, I've heard that a lot of, a lot of things go in old Vegas that you just couldn't get away with on the new strip. Yeah. Because you know, the new strip is more family oriented. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas the old strip, that's just street justice over there. They do have still bums hookers on the old strip. There's still hookers on the old strip, but there's still a lot of bums on the new strip that will beat you up. They will beat you up. I know people who have gotten beat up by homeless people and yeah. I think it's hilarious. There's two things that are inherently funny and painful for the person involved. Uh, getting shot in the ass. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and getting beat up by a bum mm -hmm. is hilarious. Yeah, because you have to go to a length for the bum to actually attack you, usually. Mm -hmm. Right. You've done something you shouldn't, and then all the not only that, but it's like, wow, you're an idiot, and you're super not tough, because that you, bum just kicked your ass. Usually the thing that is uh, you shouldn't do is be anywhere near a bum. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard on the old strip, though, because they, they try to sell you, like, bad drugs right. constantly. Right, right, right. So you just I've, have to run away from them. Right. I've never been offered drugs in Vegas. Oh man! And I've been there so many times. Huh? Huh? Okay. Maybe it's maybe I maybe it's different. You're not for going a man. to the old downtown. Yeah, no, I've never been to the old town down downtown. Town down. But I mean, apparently you guys just look like druggies. Yeah. No, the old strip's full of people selling drugs. Uh huh. Or is it just you, Sam? <laughs> I was approached multiple times. <laughs> yes. I declined every time. Yeah, you look like a druggie. Huh. To the bums, you're you look like I'm a the one that's born every minute. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because like, they're all PT Barnum. Yeah, <laughs> they've got. I got the good stuff. 
This is baking soda. Yeah, Sniff it right sucker. up your stove. Let's get him, guys. It's not even good for oregano, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I am a druggie. You approached me. You should know. You should look at my fucking unkempt beard and hair and go, that guy knows what drugs actually look like. I should fuck off and go somewhere else. Las Vegas, 3 a.m. Yep. Dark alleyway. Weird close-up. Weird close-up of a of Sammy. His name is Sammy, Sammy. Johnson, I believe. Uh, he is a making a drug deal of some sort. He's got the cash, and the other guy's got the drugs. I think he's gonna buy drugs. Okay, a, a lot of them because he's it's a lot of money on the table. He's got a briefcase full of cash, right? Sure. Uh, they show up wearing sunglasses. That doesn't make any sense. He's gonna wear sunglasses. sunglasses. Nice. It's like the bolt on. It's like the fucking bolt-on sunglasses that the Megadeth skull. I can never remember his name, but like the Rust in Peace cover. Right. He's wearing those at night. It's like, yeah. in the day, you can't see through this shit. At night, it's dark. You can't even see the f- back of them. I'm going to say that they look like those ones that the eye doctor gives you after they oh, yeah. make your pupils big. And they're like, oh, yeah. Here, here's these crappy little plastic sunglasses. Put these on. And wear them for the next couple hours. Or like what old ladies put on top of their yes, bifocals. The double yeah. sunglass cover. Yeah. Those things, it's like a it's like a parfait glass for your head. <laughs> it's thing, so dumb. It looks like they have spray painted it matte black. Right. Yeah. So he can't see shit. He can't see anything. He can't see shit. Uh, he can't see well enough to know that he doesn't like Sammy because they're like, cool, good job on this drug deal. By the way, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, we're, we just shot you in the heart and Sam's like, why did you do that? And, and the guy's like, fuck you, Sammy. Fuck you, Sammy. Blows well, him he, in the face. Shoots his eyeball out. does say like, you should have came, you fucked it up, Sammy. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have left. And he's like, I was going to come back. And you're like, you're I here. bet you money that none of that dialogue is going to pay off later. And guess what? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> All but, right. So oh, Sammy's dead. Yeah. Sammy's dead. Back at police headquarters the next day, they're like, we need Lieutenant Hawkeye. Get him. What's he doing? Uh, he's out taking part in a karate tournament and is unavailable. His black, ba- uh, his black belt he's... test at, with the toughest dojo oh, yeah. in it... the desert. Uh-huh. And he's he's going to get his credentials this time. He's going to get that black belt. I believe the wording they used was that he's at the temple out in the desert. <laughs> and then it's just, there's a bunch of guys that don't know karate on the side of an apartment complex. It's an apartment complex. Yeah, you see all these trees and a fence and you see like the traffic and stuff going by. I'm like, hmm, that doesn't look anything like a desert. And you know it's got to be some kind of apartment complex, right? Because right in the middle of all the grass where they're at is a great big manhole. Yeah, it's got the <laughs> the apartment drainage so that the place doesn't flood. And uh, they've got some mats out there on the lawn. And what's happening is not karate. It is not karate. It is white guys moving very slowly. Yes. That one guy with the uh, crescent... Um, yeah, I don't know what those ninja weapons sickles. are called. Yeah. yeah, the sickles. Yeah, he looked like he knew some karate. He does. He does. Yeah, he knew yeah. And it looked like the cameraman couldn't keep up with him. Right. They should have just. Well, they couldn't because they didn't have enough footage. They had to get this thing to seventy-eight minutes or whatever. Right. Time count is. So you have you know all these white guys in geese sort of rolling around with each other, and then they splice in the one person that does know karate, but he's only fourteen. He doesn't like acting. Uh huh. But he's doing karate here and there, so they just kind of keep interjecting that against the backdrop of a bunch of old people who don't know karate. And somebody has made a bad decision in life to bring them to this place. 
this one guy who apparently is friends with with Hakamoto does not want to be there. I yeah, I think that everybody in this scene was behind the camera in the other scenes. Maybe. I'm saying this is where the movie got good. This guy is the worst actor. Yeah. yeah. Is he worse than anybody? Is he worse than Wizow at acting? There's been one person that's done worse that I've seen. Uh-huh. And it was in a student film that one of my friends made. Okay. And he's our friend, and his name is Sean, he's going to be on the program next week. <laughs> Sean had this line once, and it was, the sea is where there is only true freedom. And uh, I'm roommates with these two guys, Sean and Mac, and they're, we're doing this scene with them, and the guy making the movie, Jesse's riding on the hood. And they're trying to deliver this dialogue while Mac's driving, and Jesse's already like, well, don't worry about the acting as much as the driving, Mac. Right, I don't want to get Sean has the ejected. bulk of the lines anyway. And Sean just goes, and this was like the best, we tried it four times, <laughs> and the best he did is, you know, the sea <laughs> is the only true freedom, and then Mac just turns to him and goes, oh yeah? <laughs> and Jesse had to leave it in the movie. <laughs> That's awesome. This guy, though, wowie, wow, wow. I mean, I wish we, I wish we had the entire line because he's standing there looking at this karate shit and he's like, I went to Korea, I went to Vietnam, I did a bunch of tours, I saw some really bad, nasty shit. No, you're you're way too expressive. And I oh I'm not impersonating him because I cannot impersonate him. You can't he's do too it. bad. Uh he is like, I've seen some nasty shit and I don't want any part of this. I came to get certified, not pasteurized. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was in Korea. I was like the real killer guy stuff. I can't believe what's happening around here. These guys are crazy crowd guys. I'm afraid of them. You're <laughs> like, one, your acting is terrible. Two, I just saw them do karate a minute ago, and they are terrible at it. I'm pretty sure if you just stick your leg out, somebody's going down. I, I think the sole weakness of Hawkeye is that this guy, bur- he burns too bright too fast. I think he might have been the cameraman. He needed, I needed so much more of him. Oh, yeah, he needed to be in every shot. Oh, he is just wonderful. If he he should have been the partner. He should have been the captain. Yes. Like, trying to be yelling <laughs> right. captain. Right. I can't believe you guys running around town like, cowboys, What this is all this cowboy stuff. You blew up the, the town mayor. Why did you do that? <laughs> you punched a bank teller into the face. Speaking of bank tellers. There is a bank robbery in progress. Yes, there is. Uh, fairly uh, conventional uh, film bank robbery. Guys come in with guns. Put a, Give me all your money. <laughs> it's it's not exactly uh, the Joker's bank heist. No. It's pretty it's, clean. Yeah, it's uh, just a good in and out cash grab. Yeah, they're not even going for the safe or the no. vault. They're just give me all the stuff in the trays. We're getting out of here. But we do need to mention one thing. Yes, indeed. One of the bank robbers is Ronnie fucking Lott. Hall of Famer safety Ronnie Lott. Cut his pinky off so that he could get back in there. Four Ronnie Lott. Time Super Bowl winning champion. What? Yeah. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott was the he was the guy in the hat in the robbery. He cut off his pinky? Yeah. Yeah. It was to like play football? Yeah, he broke so his finger. He, yeah, he broke he got it caught in a face mask, I think, and it was really bad. And they're like, uh, this is gonna require surgery. It'll probably be out for two weeks, and he was like, cut it off. Yeah. I need so to go back out it right off, now. Cauterized it, taped it up, fucking went out there and started knocking heads off again. That guy was a badass. Yeah. Wow. Four-time Super Bowl champion, Ronnie Lott. 
He didn't fuck around. No, he did not. They don't play football like that anymore, and it's good because people would die. Right. <laughs> By the hand of Ronnie Lott. By the hand of Ronnie Lott, yes. Holy fuck. The, the toughest m- man who has ever lived. The 95% hand of Ronnie Lott, because <laughs> he's missing a bit. Uh, yeah, he's there. Uh, they're like, oh, shit, man. How are we going to stop this bank robbery? Well, let's get Hawk. And Hawk's like, well, I got to do this black belt thing, so I'm going to make it real quick. Uh, he does a bunch of karate stuff, and the guys are like, okay, well, let's give it a go. He beats the shit out of everybody yeah. there. And it's like, all right, I just wanted the black belt to keep my pants up. Yeah, it was a bad joke. I don't think he gets the black belt either because he gets a page. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go. About the robbery. There's like a robbery. And then he's like, I need to borrow your car. And the guy's like, okay, well, be careful with it. <laughs> And he's like, I'm I always, always am. I always am. And like, oh, you borrow his car all the time. Right. And your cousins? Because I don't know about any of this. And Well, he calls everybody cousin. Right. Because I was a little confused about that as well. Yeah. But then throughout the film, he keeps calling everybody cuz. He is not careful with the car. Oh. He comes in hot to this robbery. This is a really good sideways slide. It is slide. an awesome power slide. He, he does a great power slide in one of the rarest Camaros. Mm-hmm. They only did that body stuff for two years, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, this is a good driving move right here. It's the... You power slide on the right-hand turn, and then when you park the car, you power slide the ass end all the way around on the left-hand side. You have to crank the wheel both ways. Yeah, so you're doing the two right power time slides. to do awesome. this one move. Awesome shit. So he's uh, he's there. He's pretty casual about this robbery. He's like, "Oh, it's you. I know you from New Mexico." Because he's not from Las Vegas. He just moved to Las Vegas from Texas. Texas. But he knows this lady from New Mexico. Whatever. Let's not get into the details. That There's, cat woman. He calls. Yeah, her. the cat woman. She's a cat burglar, even though she's just robbing a bank. Right. With Ronnie Lott. And he, like he doesn't. He's like, whatever. Just put the stuff down. Don't make me do my job. And she's like, "What's your job?" My job is I shoot everybody. Yeah. He also says before any of this, he gets there and the guy's like, they get, they do their case of the Mondays bullshit uh-huh, dialogue. Right. And he's like, man, 8 a.m. And I was like, if it's 8 a.m., the bank isn't open. It's not shit. open. They're not even. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? So his casual approach to this hostage situation, because they've got all the bank tellers out there with shotguns to their fucking throats. Yeah. And he's like. I'm going to shoot you. This one guy bolts and the fucking bank robbers shoot him with a shotgun through the chest. He's dead. And then instead of like the shooting starting then everybody resets, he goes and grabs a bullhorn, Uh acts like a bigger dickhead and then punches a lady in the face. He punches one of the, he, what do you do? Shoot the hostage. He punches the hostage. <laughs> he punches the hostage in the face, and her back of her head hits Ronnie Lott, and they both go down. He's like, oh, yeah? You ever been hit by the bat? You ever been reverse headbutted by my fist? Chapa! And, yeah, the bank teller. Those are the only two that live, because after that, everybody gets fucking shot. Everybody opens fire, including the cops, and none. nobody's discriminated about where the bullets go. They are... No. It's a race to empty the guns. Indeed. But the cat lady... She gets arrested. Right. Yeah, because that was his, the only thing he wanted to do was bust that cat lady again. He's probably hitting that. Uh, yeah. Might be, yeah. Well, you know, thank God. If I, you know what, I'm going to say this. If I was a bank teller in that situation, I would want to be the one that got punched in the face. Yeah. Because at yeah. least I'm walking at away later. I went down before everybody got blasted in the chest by the police. Mm-hmm. And Dude. there's a good chance that her boss was in there somewhere. 
So she's getting a promotion. Yeah, but she's the only one left. Yeah, she's the only one that knows <laughs> how to work like, that bank. I mean, she's in. <laughs> yep, I'm the only one that knows how to work the bank. All my <laughs> friends are dead, but hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm the boss. I'm the branch manager. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, he, everybody's dead. He goes back to work. It's no big deal. Uh, no repercussions about it, other than the chief is mostly grumpy, like every other chief in every other cop movie. God damn it, you're. You loose cannon, you're you're shooting this town up, and I don't like your loose cannon ways and your cowboy stuff. So is... I'm gonna burn a question right here. Sure. Who are these other two dudes? That <laughs> yeah, are with that's the, where the... I was gonna. Yeah. This. Who like, are these other guys? I am making a guess that one of them is the mayor, and the other one's the commissioner. Maybe. Be, they don't ever say it. Like the one guy is like, "Oh, this stuff is coming through my office too often." Uh huh. So he must be the mayor. Well, the mayor does play a role in this film. Sort of. Sort of. They mention him, but I don't know if that's actually him. Right. It's very unclear. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because every time that they show that one tall guy, the, the gray-haired tall guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's got yeah. a blue background behind him, but he's in a hallway that's all right. beige and white. Yes. They had to pick that up later. They were drunk when they shot it the first time. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, there's the, the, there's the captain. It looks like the mayor. And then there's just a yes man. Uh-huh. Yeah, you fucked up, you fucks, you fuckers. Shut the fuck up, Shut Hawk. Shut the fuck up. Uh, so his punishment, they're like, we're going to deal with this thing later, but what I need you to go do now is teach a bunch of kids about what it means to be a cop. Babysitting, essentially. Yeah. Yep. It's junior cadet day. Yeah. So I'm thinking that these are going to be like guys that are just coming out of the academy. Yeah. Right. One of them, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, you know, they're going to show this couple of young cops the ropes right sure yeah this is where we get the hot dogs we pinch jimmy a little bit he usually knows something we give him 20 bucks back yeah but no it's not that at all it is not that at it's all. it's hands over to a bunch of small children it's job shadow day and the first thing that happens is the teacher looks at this kid in a blue shirt and goes shut up lionel shut, <laughs> shut up. up lionel <laughs> lionel <laughs> Yeah, and then he shows up, and he's like, all right, I fucking hate this bullshit, whatever. We're going to have fun if you kids can shut up today. <laughs> if you, all you got to do, he said, he tells them to shut up six times before they say anything. Right. And then one of them finally does say something. He's like, oh, you know what? I Is had that a- your gun, mister? Yeah. You ever shot anybody? And he's like, no, shut up. And then Lionel comes back in. He's like, I ain't eh, something about cops. And he's like, just lays into him like, yeah, I knew a kid once, and I... I shot him in the face, and after that, I fucking punched him in the nuts so hard his eyeballs popped out. It's like, but he's already dead. Right. But then he keeps going. He's like, then I pinched his, I grabbed him by the face, and I squeezed, and he pooped himself, and you're just like. And he couldn't scream because I was squeezing his face so sh- shut that shut. my fingers got lodged into his cheeks. Into his cheeks. And you're like, but you started with shooting him in the head. And so guess he's what? been dead this whole time. Guess what? That kid's name was Lionel. Yeah. And so he was just like, fuck you, Lionel. One more time. Like, Everybody in class is like, he's Lionel. He's mm-hmm. Lionel. Yeah. <laughs> that kid is fucked for the rest of his life because yeah. of Detective Hakamoto. Yeah, he's a real asshole. <laughs> I also like that in this scene, the teacher is a total slut. And she's like, oh, can I touch your gun? Uh-huh. It looks so big. And, and he's he, like, no, get away from yeah. me, whore. It's the biggest. He's like, you fuck off, whatever. <laughs> and by the way, you just shut up. Shut up, Everybody you. fucking shut up. Everybody shut up. Shut the fuck up, lady. And then they pan over to, uh, what's this guy's name? Chuck? Charlie. Chuck, yeah. Charlie, yeah. And he's got his own group, and he's got, like, teenagers, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And 
This kid's like, I don't want to be a cop. Cops don't make a lot of money. And he was like, oh, yeah? And he's and the kid's like, I know a drug dealer makes $2,000 a week. How much do you make? And he's like, not that much, but I'll tell you what's going to happen to your drug dealer friend. I'm going to, what did he say? I'm going to uh, cut off both of his legs. Then I'm going to bend him over backwards and shove his head up his butt. He's eating his own poo. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like... These guys are perfect partners. Yeah. <laughs> right. They ruin people's lives. <laughs> and the kid's like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to be a cop. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm in. Uh, so the chief has had it. The, his punishment now is Chuck, Eddie Murphy, is going to be Hawkeye's babysitter partner. He's going to keep him on the, the straight and narrow because Chuck is like the top cop. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He doesn't, he doesn't eat red meat because he wants to be healthy he doesn't drink because he wants to stay focused he's a cop he does everything that is cop like just yeah. he lives and dies like a cop so and he has a see-through shirt on yeah well he's tough too mm-hmm. but i mean with muscles like that you could pretty much wear a see-through shirt yeah and then, and because be- if anybody says shit to you you're just gonna pop them right in the face or the stomach because he punches he punches hawk in the stomach here. their oh, yeah. first interaction together isn't like all right let's go bust this case well, let's get this over with they get into a fist fight in the hallway. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in what we are to believe is the police station. Right. Just right down the, just next door to the chief's office. Yeah. Like he's probably like watching, like you guys go ahead the, and see how this plays out. Yeah. The captain's like, all right, you dickheads. I'm, I've had it with your dickheads and you're just dickheads. Now try not to be dickheads for 10 fucking minutes. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And then he goes and sits down and they're like. We're dickheads, and they fight each other right there. <laughs> right. Like he's like, I can still see you, you dickheads. Shut up! Stop punching each other. They punch each other out, and then cut to them totally broing out. Like the next scene, they're buds. Like you yeah. punch like a girl. Oh yeah, well you punch like a fucking stupid man. Yeah, let's go. Let's go crack this case, buddy. Let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go pinch Jimmy. Which they're gonna. Their case is to go find out what's the story with this dead guy that they found in the alleyway at three. Yeah. Days. So step one of the case is to go to the coroner's office and check out this dead guy. Uh-huh. Uh, it turns out that Hawk knows Sammy. They were they grew up together. I guess in Texas. In Texas, because everybody he knows everybody, and it just doesn't make any sense. It also turns out that the coroner thinks that laying pretending to be a dead person <laughs> is a funny joke. Look at this piece of like, work over yeah. here, and it's the coroner. It's such a strange. It, the delivery on the jokes in this movie are uh, so strange, right? And. He, like, sits up like he's some vampire or something like that, and then you're expecting him to, you know, take the joke the rest of the way there, but they don't. Like, they him just and Chuck have... just like, hey, what's going on, man? Good to see you. And then they just <laughs> roll into the rest of the scene. Right. Uh, so Hawk is like, okay, this guy's Sammy. He's my friend. Uh, let's go visit his dead, his ex-wife, his widow. Is that who this lady is? Oh, no, you cannot gloss yes. over his Academy Award winning um, scene where he just looks so distraught. Oh, and this right, is Sammy. Right. Sammy, my, my bro. Ah! The anguish. York, I knew him well. Yeah. So then he goes to his ex-wife's house. Right. Yeah. Or his widow's house. Whoever she is. And I like how in Las Vegas, they don't have those meat locker things. So <laughs> they just have corpses laying on yeah, tables. They just, they yeah. just have, they, they push the corpse into the little uh, 
tray thing and then it shoots out into the desert right like, a, like, <laughs> like those bank tubes right. <laughs> there's a guy out there that looks like ground ke- groundskeeper willie he just yeah. catches the corpse and then puts it in the ground yeah, he lets him hit it's the efficient ground. <laughs> no he had his his tube on his end moves so he just digs the graves and then they pop yeah. out and he's like yes i think he just lets him hit the graves like oh, that was a tumbler that he's like tumbler. yes i got him into the hole this time <laughs> they make bets because why yeah. not it's vegas Oh, a hero one coming. What do we got? The leg going to stay on or not? I'm going I'm to go with it only keeps one leg. At least, at least two endos. Blah, blah, blah. Leg comes off. Oh, shit. That's a fiver. That's a fiver right there. God damn it. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Oh, making light of human death. <laughs> yeah. We're already dead. Now it's just like, that's the thing. We're it's making okay light of disfiguring dead bodies of people who have families and children and they love animals and they get shot out of a tube and they tumble through the desert and some of their arm limbs come off or whatever and people bet on it. What's wrong with that? What's wrong? You got to make your work fun. Otherwise, it's just not worth doing. (laughs) All right. So the ex-wife is like, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. It ends in uh, Hawk getting a hunch because something's not adding up with her story about Sammy. Yes. So he goes back to the morgue. Yeah. uh, And they find a hidden address book sewn into Sam's uh, jacket. Pretty cool. And uh, Chuck recognizes one of the names on it. This Tony or uh, Jimmy Delamonico. Delmoni. Delmonico? Delmonico. Delmoni is better yes. because isn't that a condiment? Yeah, no, Delmoni is a... They can, make fruit. They make canned goods. Yeah, canned goods. Yeah, there we go. Delmonico is what I got down. That's what it says, too. I just couldn't remember. Uh, they find him in a chair room. <laughs> I think they round him up and then they just like, okay, we're here now in the interrogation room. There you are, Jimmy Delmonico. They fucking play bad cop, bad cop. Right. They both grab they one of his arms. out of him. It's before they really work him over. They they're uh, Hawkeye like kneels and starts rubbing his arm in a really strange way, uh-huh. and then Chuck stands over him and lords over him in a strange way. But then they both grab one of each one of them grabs an arm, and they throw the arm down, basically making him punch himself in the balls. <laughs> right. Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> like in why the balls? Are, in, why are you hitting yourself in the balls, Jimmy? <laughs> why are you doing that? Well, you you gonna talk or not? You're just gonna keep hitting yourself in the balls. Yeah, so they beat the hell out of him. Very not okay. <laughs> and no. the thing is, is that they're both, when they're taking their turns, right? Yeah. They're standing outside the door. You don't actually see the beating. But then they're laughing, like, yeah, oh, oh, that was, man, a, ooh, I, that I got think, squishy right there. I hear that. I hear that, and I know what that sound is, because I like it. Yeah. And that, I do it, and it's my favorite. That mushy meat sound. It really mm-hmm. does make it seem like Las Vegas Police Department is full of psychopaths. He is, they're, they're like Homer with donuts. That's two Simpsons references in, like, yeah. Yeah, five minutes. That's something it, we usually well, Halfway through, you're just like... God, if I was the captain, I'd be. I wouldn't even yell at these two. I no, these guys belong in jail. Fire them. They belong in prison. Arrest them. Uh, so that the the interrogation, the torture, uh, leads to a guy named Tony Cesario, I believe is his name, because I I kept hearing Cesarian, but without the N, so I think yeah, it's Cesario. Cesario, and he's the guy from the beginning that his is just the evilest drug dealer ever, mm-hmm. and and you know his uh. His hook is that he says, fuck you, before he shoots you to death. Right. I guess. He's the guy that shot uh, yeah. Sammy. Fuck See, you, Sammy. I, I thought the hook was always having two two bimbos. 
that he, he was having sex. He has two of everything. With. He's got two thugs, two bimbos. Yeah, like, he, and he has two different women, like, all the time he's, throughout this he, movie. He, I believe his criminal name is Two Things Tony. So. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Maybe he has two penises. He's got two shoes. Do two penises? He's all, like, Rasputin. <laughs> I got two dicks! <laughs> two dicks! And I cannot be killed! Yeah. None of those things were true. <laughs> I may have banged the queen of Russia! <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, the Romanoffs. It's just too bad. Could you imagine I the world read, we live yeah, in? I just if... watched another movie about the Romanoffs last week. Fuck you, Rasputin. Uh, and fuck you, Cossacks. Uh, and fuck you, Putin. Uh, Natasha, you're cool. Natasha Henstridge? Romanoff. I can draw her tits from memory. Yeah, and we're Henstridge. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> just drawing a picture of Natasha Henstridge's tits. I'm like, I'm all, I'm bored with these, and I'm still drawing them. I've seen them so many times. Uh, Call me. What? This this podcast is going down the tubes. Yeah, I've knocked over two two-by-fours, and I'm ready going, to fucking give Natasha Henstridge a shout-out that I don't care what you look like now or how old you are. I'll bang you. Is it going down the same tube that they shoot bodies out of? That tube's fun. <laughs> it's a wild ride. <laughs> this tube is going down the... Everybody's drinking. All right, so they shoot up the place for the info. That... They don't get info, really. Tony just tells them, fuck you, get out of my place. Yeah. He's uh, like, that's a $5,000... Like, some ungodly amount of money for a fucking vase. That's in a hotel room. Yeah. Th- this is not his place. This is a no. hotel room. Uh, they don't get what they need, but they're like, okay, fine. That guy seems to be a bad guy, so we'll come back to him later. Uh, we need a break for lunch. Sure. Can't break for lunch because Chuck has to work out before he goes has lunch, which is jogging. So they go jogging. They go jogging in the middle of a murder case in before noon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, These guys get a lot done they in don't. a day. <laughs> like, it's not that they actually do anything. It's just like... All the places they've been before lunch is amazing. Right. They've done nothing. Like they, they killed some people. They killed they, some people. They killed some innocent people earlier, and then they've been a lot of places, and now it's lunchtime. They uh, broke the Constitution, uh, I think, five times. At least. The, the federal Constitution. I mean, it's not just that they're breaking local laws. It's the Constitution yeah. that's breaking the law. It, I feel like Hawkeye can actually be in violation of the Constitution between when he clicks his thumb onto the door latch by the time he's sat down and closed the door he's already had three constitutional violations right right. you shit all over that thing uh but there's a guy on their tail somebody's following them (laughs) while they're jogging the strangest thing i've seen is like i think we've got a tail and you're like (laughs) you're looking around for a car but there's a guy actually on foot tailing them but he's wearing a suit yeah Yeah. i think we got somebody on our tail you think you think the guy (laughs) That following guy, us that guy right there in a suit <laughs> that guy would not be following them let's just make that very clear yes. they're like uh let's 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 get him they, they run up ahead get behind like a wall of some sort and jump him beat the fuck out of him yes uh kick him in the balls kick him in the face punch him in the belly a bunch of times uh like karate stuff yeah. on this guy and it turns out he's just a reporter for the Las Vegas Tribune doing a story on cops. Yeah, he's like, I was just doing a story, guys, on you guys. It's a fluff piece. I'm making it look good. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay, Let's cool. take your picture. He said that, but he's following around. He's like, I'm tailing the murderers of all of the <laughs> right. people from the robbery gone bad this morning. 
Yeah, he, he wants to be Bob Woodward. Or exactly, Ed, Ed Woodward, Woodward and Bernstein yeah. to, by himself. He's that's why take he's, the system down. Yeah, exactly. That's you know that's why he didn't bother to change. He's just going to run him down in his suit. Uh, he he met up with an informant uh, called Deep Throat earlier, but since it's Vegas, it was actually just a prostitute yeah. who can Deep Throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you gotta you know get stressed out at that job, <laughs> and. Uh, some people jog, some people pay for blowjobs. He got the info. The info that he got is that, that it costs twenty five dollars to get a blowjob. Exactly. <laughs> and if you know you hold your dentures, it's only twenty. And a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a good deal. Play. You think it's a good deal until you get a gummy blowjob? Like, oh my god, no teeth. This is the greatest. I have to hold these dentures. I don't know why I can't it's, set them down. It's gross in my hand, <laughs> but I like it. Uh, they visit karate school, <laughs> which is owned by another mobster whose sure. name is Cesaro. I don't know Sekiro? this other guy. This There's other guy is Cesario and Sakaro. They're both like I don't. Uh, their names are too similar. Yeah, why didn't they just call this guy? Hitachi. Right. Something. I don't know. but Some other racist name, right? Because this movie is just full of racism. Mm-hmm. Right. They should have just named him like... Haya. Yeah, Haya. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Like, But yeah, it seems like... Kaboto. What it really <laughs> seems like is that no matter what, this movie is just about two detectives that have landed themselves squarely in the middle of drug selling middle management. Right. Like, you're not even really taking down anybody big. You're just no. like... You found the middle of the bottom of the drug supply chain. Congrats. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they uh, visit this karate school who's owned by this drug dealer who is Tony Cesario's primary drug rival, I think. Uh, well, we find out later that they were actually partners previously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're both angling for each other's la- rung on the ladder, yeah, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they beat up all these guys, they all do. of the karate guys. It should be mentioned that both uh, George and Chuck are pretty fucking good at martial arts. Yeah, no, they are. They they're are very good at yeah. not good actors, even though one of them's doing the best Axel Foley that's ever better than Eddie Murphy, I think. You know what I would have liked to do, have done watching this, you know, having watched this whole thing through? I wish I would have kept track of every time that he told that... Uh, the main guy told people that, oh, I got my martial arts training from the YMCA from a white guy. Mm-hmm. I think it only happens three times. I wish I would have kept track. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have kept track of how many times they beat everybody up. Because I think that this is the fourth scene before the plot has even really started that they beat up everybody. And then not found anything out from it. And nothing. Nothing. Well, we know that that one mob or that one guy in the dojo had a terrible haircut. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, uh, Cicero owns this. You already knew that coming in. Mm-hmm. You just beat up a bunch of randos. Because these are karate guys that are going to karate school yeah. like children go to. And Kramer once went to that one time. They're not criminals. No. They're just paying. They have. It's like beating up people at the YMCA. Well, yeah, you and are. you know, they're not training new bodyguards for Cicero, right? Right. Because all of his bodyguards are these extremely large white men. Uh-huh. And with one in particular who likes to take off his shirt and walk around. Refuses to wear a shirt. And at first it was like, what the hell? But then I started to really appreciate the hairy. Oh, God. 
Uh, just awful. Oh God, I I I don't know. I was really it was torn. Gli- he was glistening. He had sweat <laughs> beaded yeah. on the end of his hair, his, and he has like very thick hair. Well, and it was kind of like. You're looking at him and you're like, why are you so sweaty? You've just been pacing back and forth between maybe a three, four foot pattern. And I'm like, he could run "Hmm." down a dry slip and slide and not have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't turned off by it. (laughs) They tell, they tell them that they are going to meet their boss tonight. I guess at his restaurant, even though they say Mia's at the Flamingo, but they go to his uh, sushi restaurant. And uh, bitch about there. sushi being right, raw. Right. Hakatana Japanese restaurant. Yeah. Right. More. I'm not uh, Japanese. I'm American business from George. He's like the the mobsters. Like you, you, you can't take me down. You got nothing. And even if you tried to take me down, you better have an army. And Hawks like I don't need an army. I am the army. Awesome. I also thought it was right. great that the uh, the Japanese guy was like. You're an Asian cowboy, and and everybody starts laughing at him. Right. You know that deep down, our hero really wanted to just start kicking people in the face. Yeah. Well, he's about to because they go to dinner. They get they're hungry after uh, uh, breaking the law right there, uh, and uh, they confess that uh, they have a lot in common because everybody they've ever cared about or loved has died. Yeah. Uh, by crime, and so that's why they're tough caps. Uh, but a robbery happens, just so it be, while they're uh, at dinner. And uh, guess what? They beat the hell out of those guys. Yep, just beat the hell right out of them. <laughs> well, these guys were obviously pirates of some sort. They did have sea mm. captain hats on. Yeah, okay. And uh, one had a knife that he borrowed from his grandma. That he keeps in his teeth like a pirate. You know, it was, no, a, it it was, was a nine-inch chef knife. Yeah, it was a chef knife. It's not a robbery knife. Yeah, but they did have the look of cruise director's. Oh, oh, they did, right. The love yeah. boat. Yep. Permission to come aboard, Captain Stuby. Hawk's tired. He's had a rough day. It's finally finally full. He's got everything done that he can do today. So he goes home to his girlfriend, who he hasn't seen in two weeks. Yep. Uh, she's not happy about this relationship, and I think she has good cause to be. <laughs> exactly, because if you're going to go over there to sleep on her couch, she's like, okay, you just showed up, and now you're really just going to sleep on the couch? Oh, boy. You didn't even say hi to me when you or came hi. in. And if it's a once a two-week relationship, I'm at least expecting you to be an asshole and just come stick your dick in me and then leave. Right. At least that. But you've just been like, I can't get my boot off. Can you do that so can I can take, take my... a nap on your couch? What an asshole. What And you an know that asshole. those boots probably smell like shit. Oh, yeah. He smells terrible. He, he, the couch is going to have a Hakamoto stain on it. Oh. From his body. Uh... So she kicks him out. She's like, dude, we're done. You're a fucking douche. I don't like you. Get the fuck out of here. He's like, really? Yeah, really. Get out. So what does he do? What does any man do when he's been dumped uh, by his girlfriend for him being uh, a selfish piece of shit? Calls a bunch of other chicks. That he's seen within the last Oh, week. that's not what he does first. He goes to the gay bar. Gay bar that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which he doesn't realize is the gay bar. He doesn't. Uh, he does, doesn't. How, how do you not, not know? Well, it keeps saying, in Texas, we would sit around drinking beers and packing the shit. With the boys. With the boys. With the boys. Packing shit. Yeah, and his partner has already told him previously in this I movie. I don't think you should say that. Y- you should not say that here. That means something that is not what you think it means. And the, uh, so the gay guys are like, oh, really? Oh, uh-huh. my. 
Oh, this is so ter- stereotypical gay guys. Uh, I like the gay guys in this scene. It's pretty funny. I, I like, like the, the guy in the red. I liked the bartender. Because yeah. he's just like, he's not the bartender that would be at a game. No, bar. he is not. He's just, and he's also just like, what the fuck is going on here? Maybe it's not a gay bar. Maybe it's a it bar wasn't. that has been invaded by gays. No, it's just a bar that they were at, and they're like, hey, guys, you want to be in a movie? Act gay. <laughs> right. And the bartender's like, wait, are you guys done with the movie? All right, you got to pay for those drinks. Just because you shot a movie here doesn't mean you get free drinks, you sons of bitches. Right. Yep. He's He's got one hand on the baseball bat. He's yeah. ready. It's a pretty funny scene, uh, but... Uh, I don't even know if Hawk ever understood that he was at the gay bar. That's the weird thing about it. It's like in Texas, we're so heterosexual that we've never heard of homosexuality. Right? <laughs> huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck goes home to uh, his wife, Teresa, or his girlfriend, Teresa. Um, my note is she has got really, really big <laughs> I bet you thought I was going to say hair. something else. Yeah. <laughs> like Darth Vader's helmet is really small compared to what's going on on top of her head. It's the biggest. It's not an afro is the thing as well. It's, it's a rat's nest. It is just big ass hair. It's a Liberty Bell <laughs> on top of a head. <laughs> uh, he's going to try to fix the crack. No, that's not it. No. Uh, no. I'm, I'm going to pretend that that didn't happen. Uh, they go to Bone. Uh, and I may, may or may not uh, have accomplished yeah. the task, but Hawkeye is back at his uh, motel room, his studio apartment, as it were. Sure. And he's flipped through a uh, uh, a photo album that he had just sitting there yeah. after getting dejected by a bunch of "Hey girl, you're up" calls, and uh, gets a gets a tip, I guess, from it because he calls Chuck and is like, "Hey, put your pants on. Uh, we got to go kick some ass." And Chuck's like, "Dude, I was boning down." And he was like, 30 minutes! He's like, I, I, was, I put a mirror on the ceiling so I could see that ass, but I just can't <laughs> because her hair is so fucking big. I can't see anything. I can't even see me anymore. I'm inside of it. I will come meet you. I have to escape this hair. Can you come find me? <laughs> Help me. <coughs> so they're uh, going to go over to uh, the ex-wife's house, but she has been kidnapped by uh the the restaurant guy the cicero guy yeah for the money and we suddenly are tossed into a plot about the money money. what money this hasn't been a thing before what kind of drugs what kind of drugs but now yeah this is it we know what the movie's about, kind of. Kind of. The money. The okay. money. All right, so they're interrogating her. Yeah, tell us where the money is. And she's like, what the fuck money? I'm like, the fuck money. And everybody's like, the fuck money. You know, the money. That money. The money. Uh, Hawk and Chuck get to her house, and they're like, she's been kidnapped, even though they have zero evidence that she's been kidnapped because they didn't call in advance. And she was like, yeah, I'll be right over. And if I'm not here, I have been kidnapped. Uh... She could have just gone down to the Taco Bell. Sure. Plus, they also, like, storm in, guns out. Uh-huh. They secure location. They go into the kitchen and then just calm right down, like, put the guns away, like... She's been kidnapped. Do you clear the other rooms? No. Want a beer? Uh, but the sandwiches are safe, so why do we fucking care? Right, man. Let's get some of that sandwich. So, yeah, then he's like, oh, you want a beer? No, I still don't drink on duty. How about the coffee? Want some of this coffee? That looks good. Right. Coffee. And then he's like... I can't work a coffee machine. <laughs> I'm too much of a tough guy. And he throws the can at, at Chuck. 
You do this domestic shit. Charles and was like, yeah, you do this domestic shit. Because only women can make coffee is what Hawkeye is implying. Yes, and then they find a key in the coffee, implying that the only way to crack cases as detectives is to be the two biggest dickheads (laughs) on the fucking planet. That's the movies, Sarah. (laughs) Just keep running around, you'll find something, right? Yeah, because they want to get back up. Uh, to take down the kidnappers, even though they have fucking no idea, or yeah. even if she's been kidnapped. And the captain's like, fuck, fuck you. Off. Don't it, do anything. Just shut the fuck up. Right. Shut the fuck up. Uh, but it's uh, the movie is implying us that the mayor is dirty. He's in bed with uh, Cicero and sure. uh, Cesaria. Would that be such a bad thing? I mean, Cicero does have two. Oh, that kind of bed. Oh. Yeah, I'm the, talking about the money bed. The captain seems to be single. Right. Yeah. Yeah. La, la. He's paying so for it. So it's a double down Harry soft. Yeah, the gigolos. In Vegas, you can you can get. I a don't know. Hooker. I haven't called any of them, but <laughs> nor what, have I been approached what, by any. What do they cost, Sam? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, they approach you for it. drugs. They're I mean, they if, probably give you the lady cards too. If they're air, if they're there, they're better judges of character than the bums that try to sell me bunk drugs. Do you go to, about that? Do you go to their place or do they go to yours? Which yeah, tell us all uh, about the the male prostitutes. The male Sam. prostitutes. Yeah. Expert male prostitute uh, purchaser, Sam. Yeah, yeah, gold bond. Can you, ex- you inspect their wiener to make sure there's no warts? That's just a good question in general about prostitution. Like, Let me see it. Yeah, let's check this stuff. I'm going to need to... Here's the deal. Check the oil. I can't imagine anybody like really like, oh, their first time with a prostitute where they're like... Concerned about it. fucking concerned getting bumps about on their dick? All that stuff. <clears throat> I'd be pretty Usually concerned. what happens, I think with most people is they probably are just so shit house wasted. Yeah. They fall ass backwards into it and realize what the fuck am I doing? It burns when I pee now. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Alcohol. Cicero has sent goons to Cesarea's place wanting the money. Like the guy comes in, he's like, Hey, give me the money. And the Japanese guy's like, "Uh, what money? I, I don't have money. You fuck off with this money talk. And then Tony, the Italian guy's like, wait, he's got the money or do I have the money? Everybody thinks somebody else has got the money. The money. We don't even know what this fucking money is. Uh, Okay. So the two bad guys get together and they have a meeting and they're like, oh, I thought you had the money, but you don't have the money. And Sammy was working for you and he was working for me and he was double dipping. This is all just a big misunderstanding on our part. We're now bros. Let's yeah. team up and kill the cops. Let's team up and kill this bitch. Well, there she's just sitting right there. Let's chop her with a uh, fucking katana. Yeah. They're Someplace. like, dude, yeah. I've got a key. And, well, first off, the Japanese guy's like, I've got the girl. And then the Italian guy goes, I've got the key. Mm-hmm. So they're going to fuck that bitch up and get their shit. Right. Get that money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So Chuck and uh, Hawk show up. Yeah. And uh, they start beating up. Guys that are in the hallway, they may not even be related to the mobsters. I don't that know. One guy was are. just going to get ice. They might be just going to get ice <laughs> yeah. because one thing is, is they go down a hallway, beat up a bunch of guys at the end of the hallway, and then turn around and go back where they came from. See, that's one of the things that this movie's missing is the guy that was just going to get ice that actually is a karate expert, too. Ooh. So they have this really long 
drawn out fight with this other sort of badass where they uh-huh. barely win and he sort of still makes it out of the fight with his shirt on and they like they do the long stare like ooh I'll see you again and then he just has nothing to do with anything else right. in the movie right <laughs> that would be sweet that, if they had that in this movie this would be like a top 10 they bust in they rescue Sharon and then they leave not hey mobsters who kidnapped a lady that we kind of had a hunch about, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you're under arrest. Uh, reach for the skies, Buster. They just grab her and bail. They kind of rescue her. Well, well they get right. the key, too. Right. They get out of there. They don't. My point is, is that they don't arrest the bad guys who are just two doofuses standing there yeah. that don't have guns. The only time they have probable cause for anything. They don't do anything. Is right here. Well, they were told not to. Fuck that! Well, you can arrest henchmen all the time. You just don't arrest Sarah or No, they've got they've kidnapped a lady. Hey, did these guys kidnap you? Yes. You're under arrest, motherfucker. I don't motherfucker. care about the mayor. I'm a goddamn cop. Yeah. I live like a cop. I'm gonna die like a cop, and I'm gonna take you down, motherfucker. Yeah. Live like a cop, die like a man. Yeah. Too white on a scooter. And then I'm coming for that goddamn dirty mayor, you sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. Not. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Because if they had arrested them, nothing bad would happen to Sharon because they run down the stairs beating up some more random guys uh-huh. and she gets shot. Yeah. She's dead. Not yet. Well, she go they take her to the hospital. They try. The doctor comes in, he's like, Hey, I've got some terrible news. Uh her brains fell out, she's no longer with us. That and that you shook her too vigorously when you were <laughs> saving her. You actually killed her. Never shake a Sharon. Never shake a Sharon. Unless Sharon shakes you first. Ooh. I've had that happen twice. Oh, really? How did that go? Was uh, this in Vegas? Enough. No. For $25? Unfortunately, it was in Elko. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Elko, huh? I don't want to talk about it. All right. So uh, they, it's, uh, they find out via Sharon before she dies that uh, that Sammy was double dipping and, and made some extra yeah. money on the side. And there's $500,000 uh, maybe. <laughs> and it's at the train station. Yeah. Double dip, like, we find out that Sammy was being more uh, plotting as a drug dealer or something, because it's like, oh, my God, he was working a side deal. If you, what, why wouldn't they be working a There's side deal? There's no such deal? thing. You, you are a salesman, like, oh, hold on. I need to stop selling drugs to you and sell it to this guy. Yeah. No, you sell it to both guys. Exactly. You sell the, the drugs, drugs until you're out of drugs. And then you get more drugs and you and they, sell them. Right. It doesn't matter who you're selling them to as long as it's not the cops. Oh, my God. And sometimes you sell them to the cops. Yeah. Like he was working weird side deals. Selling drugs to anybody who's going to buy them? Yeah, weird. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Doing his job? Yeah. Oh. Huh. This guy, wow. What a criminal mastermind. Right. <sighs> the captain, the mayor, and the chief, or whatever they are, they come in. At the hospital. Yeah. And they're like, you guys have gone too there. far. Yeah, like, they're just hanging out at the hospital. Oh, it's these guys. I have to assume that they've done too much destruction to this town. They're fired. So my assumption is here is that if they've hired these two dickheads, most of the force is already there in similar situations. <laughs> right. And so they're just doing laps around the hospital because it's Monday night. And right. They're fucking firing people that fucked up too bad. All right, boys, get in the car. We're off to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, is it that time already? Is it, oh, it's already six. Okay. <laughs> you know, you got to make the rounds before the uh, visiting hours. Or you got to right. get done before Jeopardy. Yeah. 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 Cicero drives up and starts blasting guns. Sure. Uh, 
sh- shoots all of their car up. They shoot some of their, his guys, uh, and then they go on a car chase, a very slow car chase. Oh, the car chase. We have to mention that the car chase starts in the most awful fashion where they have a shootout, uh-huh. and there's about to be a car chase. They get in the car, and they're in a celebrity. Or it might be a Vic. It drives off, and then there's a Pontiac directly behind it, like, the people you were having a gunfight with were parked behind you. Right there. Like <laughs> six feet behind you. It's very poorly framed. <laughs> yeah. You uh, can do blocking with cars. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they drive to Fremont Street and have a shootout where Chuck, out of nowhere, grabs a fucking rocket launcher and shoots a guy and blows up his head. And only his head. And... That guy wasn't in the Pontiac. No, he's he's one of uh, uh, Cesario's guy because he's in the white truck. Oh. Yeah, so it, well, he was a bad guy at least. At least it was a dual faction situation. Right. Because I thought that he just blew some passerby up with no. the rocket. <laughs> and then they started having a gunfight with the right people after that. Like where he was like, you see that rocket, Braun? He's like, yeah, that was just a guy. Can you blow up somebody's head with a rocket launcher? Or would the rocket go through the person's head and then blow up the building behind them? One would think that once it hits hard enough to anything to trigger it, Uh that the explosion that's going to happen is going to happen. And it would probably also blow up the other guys too, right? Yeah, the head wouldn't be like all of a sudden like, oh, an RPG is able to be muffled by being inside a brain cavity. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Well, anyways, uh, Chuck goes down. He does get shot in the arm. Uh, but, uh, Hawkeye takes down, uh, Cicero, who asks to be shot. At this point, Cicero's about to do his catchphrase, fuck you, Charlie. But then Hawkeye's like, hey, motherfucker, I'm over here. And he's like, oh yeah, why don't you fucking shoot me then? (laughs) And he does, and then and then Cicero dies. And you're like, oh. did you really just say, hey, ass, shoot me? And then the guy did. Weird. Yeah, like, like you're really going to do it. Yeah. You don't have the balls. You don't, you don't have the balls. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, my God, you shot me Stupid. in the neck. Oh, in the heart now. Stupid, oh, man. Every time I do yeah, that. Every oh, time I do I that. I quit asking to be shot. Especially by someone who shot the hostages <laughs> right. this morning. <laughs> Uh, that was yesterday. This was it yesterday? He, might have, he might have also shot some hostages yeah, that wait, morning. Dude, we don't he, know. He went to donuts. <laughs> yeah, shot <laughs> hostages. <laughs> they have a punch card at that Dunkin' Donuts, you know, shoot five hostages, get a free donut. <laughs> One more time. Hostages. United States. Actually, it's shoot five hostages, get a free sausages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they dropped the money off to the chief and they put it in the locker room uh, well, along with their badges and guns and because uh, they're fired <laughs> because they're for good cause right? they shouldn't be fired they should be in jail they should be in fucking prison uh they had a fucking bazooka uh, where it was in his back pocket <laughs> that's just state issued in las vegas state yeah. bazookas for the caps uh uh, the, the chief sends it down to the uh, uh, evidence room, the money, and they count it out. And there's only $1,700 in there. And the guys are like, what's all the fuss over $1,700? Wait, I thought there was $500,000. Hmm. 
Was it named five hundred thousand? Uh, she said that he brought home five hundred thousand dollars in one week, so it might even be more than that. Okay, well, and we're it gonna, has I, to be more. Save that, yeah. then for a little bit later. They go to the. They meet up at the roulette table an undisclosed amount of time later. Uh, it's uh, the same roulette table. Sure. We kicked a guy at the face earlier, and they are like, you know what? Uh, we're we're not we're unemployed. Let's bet it all. Let's. I'm putting three hundred k down on uh, red. You you in? Yeah. And Chuck's in, so he puts down three hundred k, and they get into this. Always bet, bet on, on black. black. Let's go bet on red. Black. And then sucks. he goes, "There's no yellow on this table, yeah, so we're not doing that." Right. It's a little yeah. racist, uh, but they bet it all, and it doesn't matter because it lands on double zeros. They Only lose. green space. They lose all of the cash. But then they rationalize it and decide to move to New York. Right. Together as bros. And I would like to say freeze frame credits, but they just try to hold as still as possible. Right. That is so awesome. <laughs> so and they bad. both still got money in their back yeah, they, pockets. Yeah, they pocket it all. It's butt money. Yeah, butt money. They got butt money. It's so dumb. They, they're they they're dirty cops. They're going to yeah. go pack some shit now. <laughs> they're going to New York and pack shit. Pack some shit in New York. <laughs> uh, let's go question round, kids. Are these the worst cops you've ever seen in a movie? Well, unless without the movie saying that they're bad cops, like Maniac Cop or uh, uh, Bad Lieutenant, uh, Dirty Cop, the movie. uh, Like this is are they the worst cops presented to you as supposedly good buddy cops that are actually just the antithesis of what law enforcement are these the worst cops that you've ever seen that are supposed to be good cops? Man, that's that's a question Mm. that you can't spring on me like that because I'd have to really think about that. I think that they are stereotypical of the 80s and what people expected cops to be like. Just like all the racism and... (laughs) Dirty cops. You know, all of the jokes that went around in this movie. Um, So I think it was just the stereotype that they gave cops and that's what these characters were Yeah, and almost like the stereotype went wild and like... It's they were going for the stereotype, but they tripped and they were running so fast that they ended 10 feet on the other side of it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty dirty cops. Either way, they're in the top 10 of dirty cops. Dirty cops. Yeah. Dirty cops. I don't have any questions. How much money do you think there was in the bag? And do you think that everyone pinched it on the way down? Well, we see the stacks uh, that make up the the 600K. Yeah. So we know that there is 600 and $600,000 that we can verify the dollar amount on. Then we see the money that's in their butt. And it's not as much as the stacks for sure. But there's plenty of butt money. But there's enough butt money. And the guy that brings it down to evidence pinches it for 300 bucks yeah it's almost like the evidence guy's like he's like oh there's only 1700 bucks in there what a bunch That's of doofuses and he's like yep 1300 bucks writing it down <laughs> and that it was sitting on the uh captain's desk and it was like how much did the captain pinch like did everyone in this movie pinch that bag before it made it to evidence oh, if, i'm sure they did yeah it had to be if he made five hundred thousand dollars in one week how many weeks was he doing this is the ultimate question before before they shot him, how many weeks did he get away with it? At Why least I say two. Out? At least she said it was like ten days after she sure. took the stuff. So he's only been doing it for a week. Okay, a week and a half. That's uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars then at, at that rate. So and only seventeen hundred made it to evidence. Right. So they've still got seventy five k ish each. 
Las, the city of Las Vegas and the police department in Las Vegas should hate this movie. Right. All right, kids. Uh, I don't have any questions. Uh, really? Yeah. I, I just uh, I don't want to ask any. <laughs> I don't want to ask. <laughs> I want to keep it as it is. How do you think Sammy and Susan, what do you think they did on Thursday nights? Yeah. Banged. Um, final recommendations. Jackie, let's start with you. I'm going to give it a do. I was super entertained. It was funny, inappropriate, uh, but not so that you were offended. Right. It's but not you, uncomfortable. You, inappropriate. Yeah, it's not like you a realize, podcast hoster calling for the mass rape of one of the characters. You it's not realize that level of uncomfortable. we're shooting dead shut bodies up. out of a tube. I, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, Lionel. Zip it. Fucking chew you in the face. Um. Yeah, I I absolutely thought it was hilarious. I loved it. I'm going to give it an awesome do. Cool. Sam? I gave it a do, too. It's just so weird that I forgot about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it is a little dry in the middle. I'm I'm going to give it that. There's a couple long staring scenes to fill time. They do. They end every scene with as much, as many frames as they had make it into the end of every end cut uh, shot. It's... They really had to stretch, but yeah, it is a fun movie. I like it a lot, and uh, especially the second time. I think it was actually more fun the second time. I think it might have been for me, too. I think it's a definite do, because the first time you're just like so taken by how bad it is, Mm -hmm. and then that second time around, you're like, God, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I really like this movie. Um, I would put it above Samurai Cop. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if, in my, I would not put it above Miami Connection. No. But uh, right in between those two, yeah. this I I believe that this movie should be a bigger deal. And uh, I think it should be more talked about. Yeah. Because it, it is a blast and it stinks. And it, I mean, it's everything we, we show up for in, in bad films, right? Yeah. And it's inappropriate. The, yeah. It has that weird X factor that like, close your eyes. It's Eddie Murphy. Right. How did that happen? Yeah, absolutely. And how did it not be in every top 10 film list? Or not every, but like, like a lot of them. Yeah. Like it should have come up. This gets no mention. None. It, it needs, this thing needs some run. So yeah. go watch it. Tell your friends. It's on Prime. It's yeah. free. Get, uh, watch it, this movie and give. Get, tell your friends and give it some run. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. We got some listener feedback this week. Actually, we have a lot because uh, we've been building it up. Is it a metric fuck ton? It's a it's a plethora, you might say. Yes, do something be know, about me. Uh, do you actually know what a plethora is? Uh, how heavy? Say I too heavy plethora. Uh, first from uh, listener Patrick. He says, hello again. Walking through the local pawn shop, I discovered a compilation DVD with a bunch of old Grindhouse movies on it. And the first two I watched were Stinker Gold. I just wanted to suggest these two films to you guys. The Pink Angels and The Babysitter from 1969. I have that. I have that. Uh, Do you? Okay. Yep. Nice. Have you watched those? Yep. Nice. Pink Angels is wild. Um, I don't know. Neither one of Babysitter is on the verge of being an episode. Mm. Um, Pink Angels is Wild Hogs with uh, Tim Allen and all those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. done previously with B-listers. Uh-huh. Um, it's a good time. Nice. Uh, it's on, on Prime, right, too. Yeah. Says, so uh, check those out. Came in the same pack as Malibu Beach and uh, Van Nuys Boulevard. Uh, listener, new listener. And I'm going to fuck this up. I'm, I apologize in advance, but I believe his name is Bjornar. Uh, he says, hello, I just have just discovered your podcast and I love it. 
Skip some episodes. Maybe I'll go back to them. Just done the Speed Zone ep episode. I got the DVD years ago. I think it's a silly and good movie. So bleh, on you, Jackie. I didn't say I don't like it. Yeah, uh, you did. Uh, okay. Well, looking back on it now, I think it's pretty good. Yarn. Yarn. Uh, Amon, listener Amon says, "Hi, I love the year in review as I basically get many, many episodes in one." Thank you for letting me see how awesome Speed Racer is. It is one of my favorite movies now. Also, Sam, Titan Master Race. Is that a uh, Destiny shout-out right there? I think that might be a uh, Destiny shout-out. We might have a clan mate here. Uh, Keep up the awesome work. Uh, P.S. It is awesome that you have so many episodes I can go back and listen to. Jack B, good listener Jack B. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. He sent his uh, year in review, you ask, and I'll deliver. The top 10 bad movies I watched this year. Pass Through, Neil Breen's most recent movie, and arguably his least funny. Breen plays an a, a plays an owl, or AI, I'm not sure, uh, who has come from the future to kill all the bad people. Nice. Huh. Breen has started to experiment with RC shots, and there's a long green screen sequence that is one of the funniest things he's ever done. Not as good as his others, but it still keeps you laughing. Number nine, Last Action Hero. Number eight, Guardians. Essentially rushes the Avengers... The dub sound. The dub sounds like it was written by a third grader and delivered by a text speech program. <laughs> the plot is off the rails. They do try to keep the Avengers in ninety minutes without without establishing any of the characters beforehand, like Marvel did. And a half man, half bear carries around a giant machine gun on his back. That, that sounds, sounds awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Number seven, double down. Uh, Neil Bree. Number six, Pet Samadri. Uh Number five, Father's Day, an Astron 6 movie where a demon hunter, oh. gay prostitute, and priest try to kill a demon rapist killer. Lots of gore and violence, as well as a lot of boobs. Yeah, uh, Astron Father's Day. We need to we need to get them on the program yeah, at some that'd point. Be nice. Uh, number four, Sleepwalkers. Number three, No Holds Bar. Number two, The Room. My second time seeing it, which is a surprise from Jack B. And when I first saw it five years ago, I was too distracted by how bad it was to find it funny. Number one, we have not seen this. Oh really? Suburban Sasquatch. I've heard of it. What? No one involved in this knows how to make a movie. It reaches Breen and Wazow levels of terribleness and incompetence. No discernible plot, terrible acting, ridiculously bad CGI, and the director thinking he made a thinking he's making a piece of art makes this one of the best bad movies I've ever seen. Well, I guess I'll have to give that a try. High praise. And Jack, you really need to watch uh, Templar Nation, buddy, so we, we want to hear what you think about I think, that I think one. Jack has watched Templar okay. Nation, actually. Mm. Uh, his top three movies he watched last year, the, the best of uh, 2017 from him. Uh, Isle of Dogs. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. No, no, that's it was actually 2018. That just came out. Uh, what's his name? Uh, awesome director. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. PTA. Uh, man, Not I was nervous about that. Movie Paul W. Because it's animation. Uh, Wes Anderson's animated movies have been great. Oh, and it's Wes Anderson, not Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul yeah, Thomas Anderson. PTA. No. Uh, yeah, if you saw Fantastic Mr. Fox, right. like, I mean, he does a good job with the kids' movie. Huh, right. It's just that most kids don't like it. Uh, number two, Princess Mononoke, one of the best fantasy films I've ever seen, and I think it could have won an Oscar if it had been released a few few years later Which, after the Oscars created the uh, Best Animated Feature Award. Yeah, it would have. Um, it probably should have been in the running anyway. Mononoke's okay. Uh, currently, Nazca and the Valley of the Wind is available in its original version domestically here now and in Western countries. So 
give that one a look. Anybody that likes. Uh... Cool. <laughs> guys. They like guys. It's fucking a Tomo, I think. I just got to make sure. I don't want to fuck this one up. Hold on for a second. I'm pretty sure it's a Tomo. God damn it. No, it's Miyazaki. I don't even have to look it up. Okay. Say it. Say it like you're not an idiot. Hold on. I just got to make sure it's Miyazaki and not a Tomo. Oh, it's Jeff Stevens. Huh. Go forward, phone. Yep. Okay. I think it's been about 10 years since it's been out, but nobody's really noticing it. But Nasuka and the Valley of Wind by me. If you like Miyazaki, really revisit the remastered version of that. It's incredible. All right. Uh, And his number one movie that he saw, because he's smart and t- has good taste uh, and understands uh, the uh, uh, finer details Guillermo's of filmmaking. Business. The, the Shape, shape of, water. of Water. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's right on right there. Thank you guys for all your emails and Twitter uh, shout outs. Uh, email us at talk at stinkermanness.com. We love to hear from you guys. It I also like the, the voicemails. Yeah, when the voicemail. You, when yeah. are you fuckers going to leave us yeah, another voicemail? Those are us. fun. Somebody call us. Yeah, call the us. voicemails are fun. You can blast the shit out of us, too. Right? Yeah, and, I like those. And it's audio that we don't actually have to do anything. Like, you guys, it's it's you. So I just yeah. copy it in, and we don't actually have to sound smart for a few seconds. And I just want to say welcome, Bjornar. 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 Welcome. Yeah. Uh, we've got to move on. We've got a film story, and it is the real deal. Uh, this is, people ask me, people ask me all the time, you sure. know, uh, on uh, the street, people are talking at the uh, grocery store. They say, Hey, Justin, I like this film story thing that you're doing where you read a story, uh, from history or mystery, which yeah. is it? Is it a history or mystery? Well, in this case, it's, it's both. A, it's both a history and yeah. a mystery. Wow. Cause I had been hearing some shit on the street too. Oh yeah. Well, the, I was at the gas station. They're uh-huh. like, you can't park like that. <laughs> Well, I hope this one is as good as Peg Leg Hanny. Peg and Whistle. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I read a story, and you guys don't know what the fuck it is about. Gary DeVore was born on September 17th, 1941. Ooh. Uh, I know nothing of his childhood. There's zero information about it, but I do know, as an adult, uh, he started out his career as a truck driver. He drove truck. I like trucking. But not lot lizards. Not lot. Not lizards. lot lizards, and and them. not convoy because it's just too goddamn boring. Oh, convoy sucks. Uh, he aspired to be a writer, uh, work as a writer, and got that chance when he started writing for television. In the early to late '60s, Gary started writing for shows like The Newlywed Game, uh, hosted by possible secret agent Super Dragon Chuck Barris. I almost said Chuck Norris. How can you write for that show? Isn't it just ad lib? Oh no! 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 They write a lot. Yeah. So there's even no if, such thing as that. Even if they're going to give you a spontaneity, mm-hmm. they write you into spon- spontaneous corners, say. And yeah. if you didn't uh, have something for Chuck Barris to keep his mind focused on. He would kill the Germans. Right. He would kill all the Germans and then do a bunch of coke on their corpses. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe it was all in his mind. I don't know. Not what sure. Say? Not George sure. Clooney's the only guy that would know. Mm. Uh, he wrote for the Steve Allen show. And Tempo, uh, which I believe, but don't quote me, was a BBC documentary program 
with one episode written by uh, Orson Welles, even. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So good company. Apparently, DeVore was quite the man about town, as in 1969, he married Maria Cole, the mother of Natalie Cole. Oh, really? That Maria Cole, Nat King Cole's ex-wife. The pair ran an inn in Vermont until their divorce in 1978. He then was married to a Sandy Newton for four years, went on to date Janet Jackson, and then married Claudia Christian from 1988 to 1992. Claudia was best known for her role as Commander Susan Ivanova on Babylon 5. Yes. Yet I know her best as the voice of Desdemona, the leader of the Synth Underground Railroad in Fallout 4, and of course, police psychologist Susan Riley in Maniac Cop 2. (laughs) DeVore married his fourth and final wife, Wendy, in 1996, who was a television actress herself and possibly one of the accusers of Bill Cosby. Oh my God. It's everything about this guy is connected. Like, we're going to get even further into connections. James Burke connections shit. Right. And you don't even know what he did yet. Who he is. Well, he's got to be somebody cool. I mean, he married Janet Jackson. Well, he didn't marry Janet Jackson. He dated Janet Jackson. Oh. He just just hit it and then realized, bitch, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go marry a Babylon 5 actress. Sometimes they talk, him and Timberlake talk late at night because they're Eskimo brothers. Ooh, yeah. You think? You think he boned Janet Jackson? No, I don't think Timberlake did. Oh, why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't he though? That's a good point. That's like she a was thing. already married to the, like the love of it her life. It doesn't matter. I have faith in people. But she's been I didn't faith think she was... in people can't bang. People can't bang because you think have faith. Janet in Jackson's them. ever been married. I don't think she has either. I think she is married. She married after her dad died her Well, yeah, that Timberlake was way before that. Yeah. It was the Super Bowl business when he ripped her boob onto TV. Mm. Which is like saying, I hit that. <laughs> Boom, check to it out. America. Check it out. Check it out, Merka. He's like, uh, okay, I'm going to stand corrected on that I'm, one then. I'm only like 21. Here's, I hit here's, that. Here's a NERP with some weird shit on it. Uh, now let's back up. In 1980, Gary wrote his first script for a full-length movie, The Dogs of War with Christopher Walken and a Backflipping Mouse. And, of course, we cannot forget that the same actor that played Chocolate Moose... From Top Secret, Top Secret yeah. is also in Dogs of War. Mm. Playing the same character, only in a serious role. It's incredible. In 1981, he wrote Backroads with Tommy Lee Jones and Sally Field, subsequently prompting him to be the best man at Tommy Lee Jones' wedding to Kimberly Chloe, mother of his only two children. Huh. Best man at Tommy Lee Jones. So he might know Al Gore and Berkeley Braid. Why is that? Breathed. Because oh, because they, they were... were uh, um, in the same yeah. flat at Dorm, Harvard. Dorm, yeah. yeah. Hmm. In 1986, DeVore wrote his big one, his magnum opus, Raw Deal, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. And uh, you got uh, Belushi in there, too. Yeah. God, I feel bad. I don't even know. Oh, wait, that's Red Heat. I fucked that up. Raw Deal's just... just uh, uh, no, it is just Schwaz. Yeah. It's yeah. just Schwaz. You're I don't know Heat. any of these movies. You've Rod never Deal's seen fun. Raw Deal with no, Schwaz? No, I've never seen any that's of these. The, the one where he goes yeah. to the um, logging camp in a jeep is the beginning of it and it's ridiculous oh it's awesome it's total action bullshit uh allegedly arnold and gary became very close friends following the film i've heard tale of everyone that meets schwaz and schwaz 
likes working with mm-hmm. becomes great friends. Right. You listen to these DVD commentaries with Schwaz on them, and it's he just seems like the nicest man that everyone loves. The same year, possible future episode, Running Scared with Gregory Hines and Bill Crystal, was penned by Gary with the help of Jimmy Houston. Oh, really? Next came Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. Passenger 57. Oh, Pentathlon with Lundgren. Pentathlon's fun. Time Cop. Sudden Death. Also with Van Damme. Yeah. And lastly, The Relic in 1997. This guy is royalty when it comes to writing shitty films. Yeah, he's almost as good as Cohen. Larry Cohen. a big deal. Yeah. In the first few months of their marriage to Wendy, uh, Wendy started noticing some suspicious phone calls coming in. From the motherfucking CIA. Oh, eat shit, Chuck Barris. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Maybe this means that Chuck Barris isn't lying. Uh, it get, Let's go Whoa. further down this rabbit hole. Oh, my God. Gary told her that he often got phone calls from government agencies and to just ignore them. Take a message. Tell them I'm out. At first, she was concerned, but found out a lot of, this is a quote, but found out a lot of people in Hollywood had these connections with the CIA and knew things that will never be made public, end quote, from Wendy. Gary wanted to make the transition from writer to director and so finished writing, and so finished writing his debut, The Big Steel. He told friends that it would be, and I quote, the hardest hitting film studios have ever seen featuring disturbing details about the U.S. invasion of Panama. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The script told the story of American operatives, uh, American operatives robbing a Panamanian bank to cover up for something much more serious. That seriousness, the real-life alleged stash of sex tapes featuring top-ranking U.S. officials filmed by budding porn director Manuel Noriega. Don't wait. No, that's okay. You just led me down a road that was a little bumpy. Uh huh. It was a little weird. I wanted to get to the end of it, and you dropped a piano on me. Manuel Pineapple Face. Pineapple Face was doing the porno. So apparently, now this is all allegedly based off of journalistic and 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 stories and and things, but anecdotal he, evidence. He was running a honey a honey trap oh. where he would bring guys in film them banging prostitutes which sounds very familiar to a certain dossier ah. uh and use that footage as blackmail to get his wow. way and this is what this whole thing is about fucking blackmail well you just ruined it i hadn't put that together yet oh you didn't see that coming God, well, I guess up. when you said Panama, I'm thinking Van Halen. Yeah, me too. Have some song's bitching. Real hot chicks down there. Otherwise, they wouldn't write a song about it. Right. Yep. Yeah, they got. Uh, I, I believe Dom likes to go to Panama because yeah. they've got those like butt skirts, you know, where your oh, butt's yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Panama. I went to Cuba. It was sweet. I went to Panama. I had a hard on the whole time. I couldn't stop. Turns out room. a guy with really bad acne that's a dictator filmed me and then sold a bunch of drugs. And uh, maybe I'm going to get murdered later. I don't know. Who's to say? We have to break there, guys. This is going to be a two-parter at least. Uh, come back next week. And see where the pieces of the piano fall. Indeed. Uh, oh, really? Yep. Sorry. Right, we got we to gotta come back next week. 
uh, when Sam does America 3000? America 3000, and I believe we will be guesting Sean. Cool. Uh, Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening, and get to the chopper.